Every picture, pictures ain't my thing, but I could put a story in your head and open up your eyes. So listen close, this one is for my brothers, sisters, cousins, all humans alike. Let's take a second to remind ourselves to keep you humble. And if my brother should fall, our sisters ever stumble. Pick you back up, life's a mile speed, a sore spot. We're still just trying to figure it out. Okay, so uh, this is episode five yeah. of the Juby Take. I'm Steve. I'm Adam. And bow, bow, bow. I don't know what that was. Don't worry about it. Okay, good. Um, so it, we had such great response from our listeners uh, from our last episode that we've invited back John and Diane. We're taking a little bit different approach to uh, a culinary conversation. We're going to talk about international cuisine. Um, the Jubies and the Caspers have traveled internationally on on several occasions and uh, enjoyed some you know some some really good culinary experiences and so we're going to we're going to touch on those and not only that we're going to talk about Adam's experiences in Europe oh yeah and uh, my experiences in the Orient so this should be really really exciting it's going to be fun guys i'm excited Let's do this. Okay, so Diane, let's start with you. What is your most memorable experience internationally, food-wise? <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not going to be able to speak. Uh, you need to go to somebody else first. <laughs> oh man, I'll take. Uh, okay. John, uh, all right, John. She had. She had. So you know, I, I'm reach out to so many options. Yeah. Reach out I, to a I'm, friend. I, I could help her out here because oh. I've heard it so many times, and it's got to be the Chilicales in Cancun. That, oh, that, and uh, I wasn't even with anybody here, so. <laughs> it doesn't but, have to be. That's true. I just didn't, uh, didn't think of it. Never, Did you call it Chilicales? Chilicales. Mm-hmm. Chilicales. How, how do you pronounce it? Chilicales. Diane, how do you pronounce it? Chilicales. Kales? That's a two to one. I mean, I, I definitely. No, I don't have enough. I've I just worked with a lot of uh, the Mexican persuasion of people, and and they've definitely. They didn't ask me how to pronounce it. Okay, we're good then. You know what? I'm not worried about it. <laughs> she ordered. Oh, hey, not like, she not ordered like I'm anyone to talk. I have no idea. So, I, it, one of those pursuits again. You know, I've always got these pursuits of the best, you know, fish sandwich and the best chilaquiles. I'm always in pursuit of really good chilaquiles and when i was in cancun you could get it one of two ways you could get it um, green sauce or you could get it red sauce but it always has meat in it either pork or chicken or beef um, with tortillas and um, the eggs were scrambled but perfectly scrambled not you know really dry or anything like that I've, i've yet to find it anywhere else so I've tried numerous times to make chilaquiles that would live up to her expectation and have not yet done it. I came close not too long ago with kind of a different version. <laughs> and this version used um, nacho Doritos. Oh, wow. In yeah. the scrambled eggs along with a diced tomato and a, a few other things. What flavor? So it was, was, it, was that the Taco Bell version? <laughs> um, actually, I got this from a, a pretty good scientific uh, cooking site on the web, Serious Eats. 
and the the riff on this was you know sometimes you know you want to take a lot of time to make a really good breakfast sometimes you just want something to cure your hangover oh yeah and this was it and there it was uh, throw doritos d- in your chili doritos kids. in scrambled eggs with tomatoes and onions and I've had it the Chipotle actually, version. It actually very was pretty good. good. Yep. <laughs> uh, it, it was surprisingly good, actually. It's amazing what you can do with Doritos. Uh, yeah. So. Okay. Well, I feel we've slid a little sideways on our international cuisine. So <laughs> well, we're going to take long. We're gonna, yeah. We're going to try to get back on, on the main route here, which is uh, the dining experiences that we've had internationally. That have stuck out to us. So think- a- Adam, you've been to Europe. I have been to Europe. And given your culinary limitations at the time, yeah. I'd be curious to know how how much you experimented. I I definitely I'm I'm a picky eater. Let's just say that flat out. I I, I, was trying I think nice. we've, we've okay. talked it I mean if you listen to episode 4, you know, you know that my burger consists of cheese, ketchup, meat, bun. That's it. So, I mean, it's pretty uh, extensive how broad um, I, uh, I will explore. So, um, but when it came to being in Europe, you, you, you don't get to do that every day. So I decided that I was going to try everything that they threw in front of me. And, um, you know, whether that was fish and chips in Europe, delicious, awesome, amazing, uh, to escargot in Paris, that was an experience, um, you know, honestly doesn't taste like much melted butter and garlic. They have to throw so much in there. That's kind of a delivery system for, yeah, for you, butter. And I mean, you just, that's really all it is. They try not so to. Have you ever given much thought to the bravery of the very first individual who that thought that maybe a snail ought to be eaten? <laughs> I mean, wow. there's, there's okay, a lot now, of see now. There's there's a whole other episode right if, there because that's. I that, think if you're about to die, I'd probably eat a, a rock. If it, you know, was well, yeah, be, I mean, it wouldn't help like me an, an survive. Early version of Survivor, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, no, so I mean, Europe was was awesome, but I would say that my my best, uh, you know, international eating that that stuck out to me the most was eating in Barbados. And uh, and having some uh, some some blue marlin was the fish that stuck out stood out to me. I had flying fish, kingfish. Yeah, flying um, fish is horrible. Yeah, really bad. But um, the the blue marlin was awesome, amazing. So the night down in Oystens, oh. the Friday night that we went down. And if you there. go to Barbados, you have to go to Oystens. That's where it's at. Basically, it's just a it's it's where everybody gathers, and it's a lot of the locals. We were taken by a local that we befriended. He was our cab driver that took us from the airport to the hotel. William. William, and then ended up taking us onto the house that we stayed at. And he's like, Friday nights, you got to go to Oystens. Because basically what they do is they take whatever the catch of the day is, and they bring it ashore, and they cook it. And no frills, just really good food and live music and dance and there's got to be about 20 different places you can buy these this fish from i mean every single place has a just a little wooden sign that has written on it in paint just what they're serving that day the fun thing about that experience was william took us down there and his wife came down with us in his cab and then he just parked it and he hung out with us and he said okay you know all the food's good but here's where you need to go this is the tent that you need to go to and it was just it, it was a great experience 
the different foods we tried there. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to, like you're talking about, Adam, you know, you may, you may be in kind of a bubble at home, but when you travel, you got to try stuff. You're going to be there once in a lifetime. Yeah, you're not I mean, just going to squander it away and, and sit inside. You got to do something about it. I have kind of a funny, um, funny experience. Uh, and speaking about escargot, um, I really liked escargot. Um, I've had it a number of times as you know, in my 20s, uh, different restaurants. And my mom and I went to Masamlan. And we we're looking at the menu. And of course, it's in Spanish. And I, I do speak a little Spanish. But for whatever reason, I was looking for escargot, not thinking that that's actually a French word, not a Spanish word. And so we ordered what we thought as an appetizer was escargot. Well, as it turned out, it was actually asparagus soup. That was the best asparagus soup I've ever had in my life. It was it was fabulous. It was Can a I great... ask you this? That's awesome. How many other asparagus soups have you had? Since... I've had a couple of, a couple of times. Okay, um, but I mean, I would say I'd even put it against um, like a cream of mushroom soup, which I absolutely love, and it was it was fabulous. Huh? What just well, yeah, that's why, that's what's rough. fun. You you trip and fall into something. That, yep, absolutely. That's really good. We've been many times to Mexico. One of the things that I remember when we first moved to Phoenix, we went to Nogales a couple times and, you know, you, you park and you walk across the border because it's a border town. I just remember walking through and we're shopping and, you know, the whole experience of, of how much do you want for this? You know, well, I gave you a third of that and the haggling back and forth and such a party that is. So, but we ended up down, going down this alley. And I always remember being super impressed with your haggling skills, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) You just, you would, you would, it just, I almost felt like it was intimidation. You got to walk away. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly. It was just like, you know what? You got to be be willing to walk away. This guy, I remember watching you buying something, some sort of ceramic piece that we were going to hang up in our house. And and I just remember you looking at this guy and you're like, you know what? I have this guy over here that's going to sell me for half that. And you walked away, and, and I just remember thinking, like, Dad, this is the first person you've talked to today. What are you even talking about? And uh, But it was just all how you had to approach the situation. They had hey, to know was, you had a better offer. It was their game, not mine. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't do that at Albuquerque. You just play by their you rules. Know, huh? I don't do that at Fry's. And the, okay, anyway, so, but we wandered down this alley, and I just remembered there was, it just kind of opened up into a bar, restaurant type thing. And we had no idea what we were doing. It's one of the first times we'd ever been to Mexico. And we ordered a, some cervezas and we're sitting there and they- That's they, beer. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he mentioned that he speaks some Spanish. He, I'm, I'm, I can translate. Okay, thank you. So they brought out this bowl and it was kind of bubbling cauldron of who knows what. I'm like, all right, sure. There's some chips. I still, to this day, I've ordered it three times. I don't know what's in it. And you just dip chips into it and different things come out. And some of them are swimming and some of them aren't. But it was amazing. you enjoyed this? Oh, God, it was amazing. It was mostly cheese and and whatever else they could get to melt. But the fact was that it just, I had no idea what it was. And I don't even know how we ordered it. I just remember it being there. And it was just fantastic. It's like molten lava. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like in a a carved lava stone bowl mocha hete. maybe i think there's some things out there okay. you just don't want to see now here we go john knows exactly it. what i got <laughs> oh yeah uh, they're a lava bowl good. yeah uh, mocha, i think Mol- it's per- mocha hete, mocha hete. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's kind of like bowl of stuff 
Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> all right. Well, that, that's uh, actually translated, a, that's, that, right? that's New Mexico. So, <laughs> yeah, that that's New Mexico. So that's I don't think international yet. Okay. No, I know we were going to go with that until you you know kind of blew it and said it, <laughs> that was totally from New some Mexico. Other but it was yeah, I was in old Mexico. So yeah, but it, it was amazing, and you know you just come across things. You know, it's just like it, it's like walking down the street, and the street tacos are just amazing. We need an amazing drinking game. Because amazing. I've said amazing, I think, about 10 times in the last three minutes. It totally depends on the episode. So one of, one of the most amazing there we go. things I stumbled across, we were on a, a three- or four-day cruise out of L.A. and stopped at Ensenada and made the trek out to El Bufadora. El Bufadora, if you're not familiar, is blowhole. And the water rushes in and there's some underground tunnels and when the wave comes in and it flows through it's a geyser uh, you know every few seconds and really rather famous down there in Ensenada but anyway there was roadside stand for fish tacos and I looked at this and I, I swear the pan and the oil had been there I, this was probably sixth generation and they hadn't changed the oil but, if it works, why? Why but change it? The the fish tacos that came out of there. So much. I mean, I, this is at least twenty years ago, and I still remember it as the best fish taco I've ever had. They were well, it had all the uh, seasoning on it from. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, twenty. You know, what six generations of seasoning? Hey, you know whatever you know, works like for you. It's kind of like cooking yeah. in a cast iron that's skillet. That's what I'm right? saying. I mean. Well, yeah. and that's that's the fun thing about this international concept of going places that you, you know, I mean, even if you go back a few times, it, it's still, it's not down the street. It's a different experience. And, you know, maybe you're a little bit more open to, to trying some things. Maybe you're a little bit more liquored up. I mean, it's, there could be a lot of different things that happen, but it's fun and they're great memories. They're great experiences. Well, I, I always remember the first time we went to, uh, Rocky Point together, um, Jubies and the Caspers, and you took us to, you, I think your favorite taco place. There's a there's a number of them down there, um, and I think that they goofed or something happened, and they we ended up with two tortillas with cheese in between them, and then the filling on oh, the inside, and it was fabulous, but I, I'm pretty sure it was a goof. No, it wasn't. I oh. ordered them that way. Okay, okay. Because the, the street tacos don't always come with cheese. Right. And, you know, the American version is cheese, is cheese. and I'm pretty sure Taco Bell stole this from me because they have something on their menu right now. Mm-hmm. But no, that's, yeah, it was a it was a quesadilla, a cheese quesadilla. And... I believe it's called a gordita crunch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just saying. But it, it, that's no, that's what I love. I love that. I, I love that that I had the cheese quesadilla, which was just a tortilla and cheese, and then you wrap it around one of their tacos. So Chipotle, I mean, it was fabulous. Unless you're an employee, oh. you don't really know this, but you can get the quesadilla taco, which is the exact same thing. But you get those crispy tacos from Chipotle, and then you get a small kid's size quesadilla and put it on the outside of that. It will change your world. So to be, you know, give Steve credit, we were doing this long before Chipotle was in existence. You know what? I, <laughs> if I had the money, I'd give it to you. So does Chipotle, 
do a cabeza taco yet? I'm, they don't do a lot of things that they should do. So they should need, they need a okay, churro. So That's what they need. Do you know what a cabeza taco is? You know what? I have no idea what okay. a cabeza taco so, is. So Diane and I, uh, when our kids were in grade school, were involved in Hands Across the Border. And we made a trip down to Cananea, stayed with a the family there for a week. And I believe it was at a an event at the... It had to be the high school down there. And, you know, they had a number of booths set up, and one of them was making tacos. And I didn't know too much of everything that was on the menu. And I was told that the cabeza taco is great. So why not? I'll take a recommendation. I ordered it, and I ate it, and it absolutely was great. I found out, you know, not too much after that, that cabeza is face meat so this is beef cheeks okay that they cut up i was gonna say pork or beef yeah it's beef beef jowls or face it's face meat yeah and it was amazing you know i I I think that that's how barbacoa is usually made with that yeah it's it it was great well and that's an interesting thing you know now that with all of the food channels and and the, the different people that are wandering around the world eating different things, you realize that, you know, for whatever reason here in the States, we decide that we're going to eat certain parts of certain animals and we don't necessarily, you know, eat everything. But then, you know, face meat, you know, the, the cheeks of, of a pig are supposedly incredible. A delicacy, yeah. Oh. And, you know, they they eat these things all over the world. Depends on just what you have to survive off of. Obviously when it comes to just feeding off the land, you know, back in the day, you didn't have planes that could fly you what was in the next country. So, uh, you had to survive off what you had, you know, then you just get used to the, that kind of meat or, well, you know, absolutely. But why do we decide that this part of a cow is fine to eat and this part we should never eat? I, I don't get why, who decided that? Uh, well, um, I'm really okay if they decided in the U.S. not to eat the intestines. I'm okay well, with that. <laughs> so, do you, do you remember watching Menudo being made? Yes, I no. definitely remember that. <laughs> it was an experience all by itself. <laughs> now, are you talking about the the trip to Mexico? Yeah, we, and, and again, this was David. Yeah, Canada. Yeah. No, this. Oh was, no, no. This the, was... the, the the trip, the Super Bowl trip, I and that. and David Harmon, who was one of the guys who went along with us decided that he was going to make menudo and so he threw all this stuff on the stove and the the, the stench was horrific oh it's absolutely <laughs> terrible I, and, and you know we were going to have breakfast burritos you know how american is that it's wonderful sour <laughs> cream and <laughs> yeah and here we go and so this this stuff was on the stove boiling and creating all kinds of noxic nauseous gases I had completely toxic, toxic, and nauseous. That was awesome. It's not noxic. Noxic. Okay. (laughs) There you go. That's a whole new level. Thank you. I'd completely blocked that from my memory. And (laughs) now I've got to unremember that again. I put it out on the deck. So can I I bring us back in real quick? Absolutely. uh, I feel like we've kind of lost track. I believe only a couple of us have answered the question of what was our biggest, our most standout moment of international dining. John, I don't know if you have one that we haven't talked about or dad, you haven't mentioned anything about your experiences. I have one, but John, you want me to well, go? I, or... I, 
yeah, I, I think you can. I Mine was the fish tacos at Del Bufadora. Um, you know, to this day, that's probably one of the best things. I, I Yeah, it, it's hard to say that the best thing you've eaten in your life is a fish taco on a roadside stand in the middle of the desert. No, I think that that's absolutely Baja. awesome. I think, that uh, that's, I think that that's awesome. That's part of, I think uh, that, you know, I mean, the question even, you know, is just like what stands out to you the most. I think that the experience yeah, I, of being that is Well, part I, of I think maybe because it was so unexpected. Right, exactly. And it was, you know, nothing fancy. I how much can you do with a piece of fish and some oil and a corn tortilla? A little cabbage, but well, yeah, you know, the, you know the, more than I you was going to say. The other, the other thing is, it really depends on where you are. I mean, you know, obviously, in you were saying in England, the fish and fish and chips is where you're going to go. Oh yeah. Um, in in uh, Mexico, it's going to be you know obviously some type of Mexican food. Maybe it's uh, maybe something the- that you've had in the U.S., but it's. A little bit different when you're down there but uh for instance when we were in um canada we were we went to on a trip to banff and a- almost everywhere you go the the thing that's on the menu is game you know so you can get elk you can get caribou you can get you know deer venison or bear uh, bear yeah there's all kinds of different very interesting game type foods it just depends on where you are in the world yeah exactly so mine uh, would be, I had the opportunity to go on a business trip to Tokyo, and I struggled a bit when I first got there. The company that I was doing work for was amazing the way that they treated all of, of our staff coming from the United States. It's just you were, you were treated like a king. And they were concerned about me. The, the very first lunch that we had the first day was the, a box lunch and, and they bring it out and it's, it's in a wooden box and it's all partitioned off with different things partitioned off. You'd love that, John, because <laughs> nothing touched each other, but bring, there was bring any, on bento boxes. <laughs> there wasn't anything edible there for me. And it was probably fantastic. And I just remember kind of picking at a few things and, and I'm like, I, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. And like 45 minutes later, they had sent off two interns to some burger place and they came back with bags of burgers and, you know, the burgers there, I don't know what the meat is. It's maybe some kind of beef, but instead of cheese, they put eggs on it, but they just, they went out of their way to try to make me happy. And they would take me and and the crew that I had over there out to dinner every night and basically order the menu. One place we went to had a ship that was about three feet long, sushi and and sashimi and different things on it. I mean, this thing was amazing. You know, there were- Sounds fabulous. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Well, after I'd been there for a couple of weeks, the owner of the company, which is Mr. Miyama, uh, MDI was one of the bigger uh, companies in Japan. And he's, I was told, the sixth richest man in Japan. So going out with this guy was kind of a big deal. Yeah. So we went out to dinner one night and we went, I was staying at the Hilton. So we ate at the Hilton and Tapani was the name of the restaurant. And it was kind of a Benihana's type of, you know, the grill. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, right in front of you. Yeah. Table side. So there were, there were five of us and this guy, the chef was just amazing. It's, he wasn't flipping knives. It wasn't a show. It's just, he was a surgeon and we started off with shrimp and he takes live shrimp and he throws the live shrimp on the grill and then he deveins them. Deveins them and he takes the shell and he 
squashes it, seasons it a bit, and it's like a potato chip. And I had ordered a filet. And Mr. Yama was sitting next to me. And, and when somebody told him what I had ordered, he goes, no, you have to have the Kobe steak. Well, the filet was, you know, and then this is back in 90. The filet was $100. It's a year after I was born. Wow. The Kobe beef steak was like $150 mm-hmm. just for the steak. And to watch this guy cook and the flavor of the food was just amazing because on his, on his grill in front of him, there were different temperatures. You could tell that he was moving certain things to certain places and searing the steak here and then slicing it. And I was absolutely amazed. I just, I'd never seen a surgeon like that. I'd never tasted that kind of food. And it was so simple. There weren't sauces. There wasn't a lot of weird things to it. And after two weeks of box lunches and, you know, eggs on burgers, on burgers, <laughs> I was like, okay, well, this works for me. I can do this. So that, yeah. I mean, and, and that night ended up, there were some other things that happened that are another show, but more on that later. Yeah. More on that later. But that was my experience. That was my international experience that just like, wow. Okay. Okay. So I recall a story um, of you having the best soup of your entire life. I think that was in yeah. Japan as well. It was. And the funny thing is it was at Denny's. And Denny's in Japan is a higher end. Hmm. And the corn soup. Same logo, same. It looks it, it, the same. Yeah, I mean, yellow, like you yellow, feel yellow, like you're. Yellow and red. It, I mean, it, it was. So this wasn't the same Denny's you walked into in, was it North Carolina? Where were we? Oh, no. Denny's in <laughs> Philadelphia. Philadelphia. That's where it was. Thank you for bringing me back there. Oh, man. Twilight Zone. More on that later. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not. Jeez. We're, but, we're international tonight. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying. I, I well, just, I felt like I was on another planet, actually, in that, in that place. Well, but, obviously, they're both extremely different. But anyway, yeah, I was surprised. It's the, the corn soup at Denny's was just to die for. Hmm. I mean, and I have searched ever since I left there and tried everything you know, to experience that again. And I don't know what it was about it, but it just was amazing. So the other thing, you know, we talk about Mexico and and a lot of the places we've eaten down there. And, you know, some of our favorite places are, the food is okay, but the restaurants are cool. And the vistas, you know, sitting in- The vistas are the best, yep. The lighthouse in in Rocky Point, Um, Puerto Manasco. Yeah, lighthouse and El Capitan, the two- Right up there on the top of the hill. Yeah, sitting there for sunset. I, they could they could feed us anything. I don't care. Uh, uh, to be honest, I don't even remember what I usually eat there. Um, yeah, it was pretty unremarkable. Well, I it, just remember how much fun it was being it, there. It's Definitely there. edible. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it's, the food's not bad. It, it's, it's it's just that's not the reason why you're there. You're there because right. you've got great company and the view is beautiful. Um Usually the their, weather is really their nice. Their margaritas at that are time. okay. I I totally remember the pina coladas, and I think actually I got hooked on those by Marie because yeah. that's what Marie always has when she's down there. A lot yeah. of colada, as they call her. <laughs> yeah, a lot of colada was her name in Barbados. <laughs> you know, and, and and again, you know, it's the the last time we got together, we talked about the experience of dining out, and you know, everything from you know, the food and the service, but it, it's who you're there with, you know, and it, and it's your mindset, you know, what are you there to do? And, 
and a lot of our our meals in Mexico have have been a lot of fun. It's you know, like you say, you don't go out to JJ's for the culinary experience. No, but you can sit out there on that back patio with a uh, you know cerveza or margarita and a couple of tacos or a cheese crisp or whatever for a couple hours and watch the tide go out, uh, you know, in Choya Bay. And, yeah. you know, it, it's it's a very memorable several hours that you Well, and you, you watch them when the tide's in, launch the boats because they have those the the launchers with, you know, that they raise yeah. you know, 10, 12 feet high, in the air. High-rise tractors. Yeah, and they <laughs> lift them up and carry the stuff out. And, yeah, I mean, it, it, those kinds of experiences and, and the street tacos – the one that I always remember, the street taco, when I first started going down there, there was there was a woman that, and it, and this is just, this is a dirt street, you know, and there's a slab of, of concrete and a place where they're cooking the meat, and I sounds just, legit. I just remember going there, and every night she put on what was her best dress, and she cared about your experience, and you know, and they and they bring out the, you know, the little condiment tray and, and, you know, so there's cucumbers and there's this and radishes and different things that you can throw on there. Mm -hmm. And it's very meager, you know, this isn't going to impress anybody, but this woman every night put her best dress on and went out and took care of the people that were eating in her establishment and impressed the hell out of me. I just thought that, you know what, this, I'm, I'm impressed by this because she doesn't have a lot, but she's out there doing her best. And I just, I love that. That's, I mean, that's, that's, you know, when you go out to eat, I think that when we talk about great service, I mean, that's the only thing you can ask for is just effort, you know, you, get to, you know, be there. Um, you know, I mentioned uh, before about how people are waiting. I believe it was in episode four, you know, we, people are waiting on you. They're just sitting there watching you. Well, you know, that's not the service you're, I think a lot of people have when they go out to eat at a, a bar or something. I mean, whether it's another conversation that the server's having with either another server or another customer to, uh, to even just looking down at their phone, you know, being totally inept to the situation and just coming whenever they want to. You know, um, I mean, it just totally depends on where you go, situation. So maybe crossing over uh, a little bit uh, from last episode, internet reasons you go out to eat. And you can get some pretty good international cuisine without leaving the country. And here in Phoenix, there are a plethora. Um, of, well, we need a shot. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, it's okay. So there's closest to you, Adam. Um, Adam but take there, care there of are shots. all kinds of international restaurants in the Phoenix area, and, and Phoenix is is really very good for the diversity of people that are here. We we frequently, you know, that's one of the with our festivities groups. One of the things that we look at are different international cuisines that we can try for something you know that that isn't quite normal. Well, you know, one of the things I've noticed, uh, at least around here, there seems to be a bunch of Filipino places that have opened up. I've noticed there's, you know, within a few miles of here, there's probably three or four. Really? I, I don't, I have, I'm not aware. <laughs> Yelp. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I think that's oh. young, entitled, lazy people. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> but I, made, I like that. I had not heard that before. I, love I just it. I made that up. It's because I don't I don't think entitled is spelled with an e, but maybe it is. Yeah, is it, it is. It, it definitely is. is. Oh God, I nailed it then. <laughs> That's perfect. Wow. I wow. thought that was pretty good. You you've spent time working on that. Haven't I you? thought of that yesterday. Well, it sounds on my perfect. Way, on my way home last night from Flanny's, I thought, okay, how can I throw that out? Because that's a millennial thing. Totally. And and really what it's become is... Even is, even to another level of that is is having it now delivered. To, you can have anything delivered to you. Oh, yeah. Postmates and, and DoorDash and all these apps that you can deliver. Amazon. Sit down Amazon restaurant. Prime. Uh, is it Prime? I don't know if it's Prime, but uh, well, Amazon they, is delivering yeah, Amazon food delivery. nowadays. Well, Uber is is pushing theirs as well. Well, yeah, everybody. There's a lot of yeah. I mean, the food delivery. I mean, the laziness is getting to all. I mean, a crazy level at this point, and just like you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to leave your couch for anything. Once again, so that food. This delivery, is another episode. Oh, yeah, for that, sure. That, the More food on delivery that later. probably won't work well with the um, driverless cars Uber is going to, because how do you get the food from? The curb to the door. Oh, you just have them bring it out. Well, just like all the well, curbside, they'd bring it out to you curbside. Or or maybe the car will have a drone. Or and the drone will bring I've, the food. Okay, from the so car to I've the actually door. working for Chipotle, I've actually they have they <laughs> they okay, have so tried to Adam, Adam No, they have tried to deliver burritos. We're gonna take our drone. our plethora shot right now. Plethora. Plethora. Okay, so Back to back to international cuisine. I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, why these things are so important or or at least so remembered by us is is the fact that they're unique. You know, it's it's us being someplace else. It's not just going down the street. You know, we're in another country and you know, we're trying something, you know, in the case of of Adam and I, I you know, I know I tried things in Japan that I wouldn't have tried if somebody would have tried to serve it to me in my in my kitchen, but yeah. You know, Absolutely. You, you give it a try and, you know, being adventurous. Take a leap. I mean, what's life without chances? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've all had those fun experiences. To, to your point, yeah, take a chance. It's, it's really kind of fun to spend a small amount of money on the, the gamble that you might come across something that's really memorable. And, you know, you, you're not always going to win, but at least in my mind, those wins are worth you know, trying the things. Uh, I firmly believe that spending money, it doesn't really matter um, depending on the experience. I mean, if you have a great experience, you're able to remember that, spend as much money as you possibly can on that moment. And, and you know, if you wind up really hating it and don't eat it, you're not going to starve to death. Hey, you know, that's that's a story you can tell to the people well, around you. Yeah, it's it's well, it, it's already memorable. Almost, yeah. So either way, you get a, a good story. Absolutely. Win or lose, right? Why not? Get in, take a leap. Okay, so I'm leaving the old airport in Tokyo, and we're on our way back. While I was over there, it was Marie's birthday. Hmm. And so I wanted to get her something for her birthday. So I talked to the driver, and I said, I want to get some, her something memorable, you know, and she's she's young. So anyway, so fun. we came up with the idea that we were going to go to uh, Tokyo Disneyland, and I was going to get her a sweatshirt. And I thought that would be really cool, you know. And so we drove off the freeway and we drove in and I was able to talk somebody into letting me get in and get a sweatshirt and, and we left. And, and so on our way out, there's a row of restaurants. And like I said, for the most part, I starved to death over there. And there was an Italian restaurant. And I'm like, 
awesome. Okay, Italian restaurant. I can do this. So we went into the restaurant. We sat down and I ordered a calzone. Do they not know how to make a calzone? Mm. <laughs> they know how to make a Japanese calzone. What is that? What did it have in it? It had eggs and oil. <laughs> there was no there was no cheese. There was no meats or anything. I cut into this thing and it comes out, you know, and, and it just, it didn't look really good. So it was an omelet that was... Well, no, it, it was inside pot, of the, you know, it was it had the the crust. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's an omelet that was inside of a calzone, basically. Well, it was sliced boiled eggs. Huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's my favorite. I mean, yeah, sure. Why not? And so I cut into this thing, and it kind of oozes out, and I. Oh, uh, it's, it's so awesome! That sounds great. I'm looking at this, trying to recognize my mouth something that's edible. <laughs> so, but I just it was unedible, and I'm like, okay, what do I have to do in this country? To get something. Now, the interesting thing is there are... Be Japanese. It's Well, I guess. Have a, a, a better palate. You know, mm -hmm. Enjoy different foods. Oh, it's, yeah. it's on me. I get that. For sure. As long as you know that. But the funny thing is, is that uh, they have Kentucky Fried Chicken. They have... We actually, I went out one night with one of the guys I had over there, and we had Shakey's Pizza. Really? Shakey's? Shakey's. Wow. I haven't had a Shakey's Pizza. Do they even have those anymore? I've never even heard of Shakey's Pizza. I don't know. Didn't but... they used to have one in Salt Lake? Your they dad definitely liked had, it. Oh yeah, we went there a lot. Yeah, but and there was one here for a while. But These I baby don't... boomers talking about shaky pizza. <laughs> Shaky's pizza. We it's on the third floor. It was actually on the Ginza, and so everything is built up. So a lot of the restaurants are on the fourth, fifth, sixth floors of these buildings, and lights everywhere and all of that. Mm -hmm. So it was a a great experience. But so see, that's an Italian restaurant that worked out okay. It did. Yeah. Shakey's is Italian. <laughs> well, it's pizza. Isn't pizza Italian? Okay. Well, All right. We can go that. We can so, do that. So if he were to go to Italy and order a pizza, he'd get an egg on it. Yes, he would. Yeah. Yes, he would. He might even actually get some Shakey's. <laughs> yeah. It's possible. It's absolutely amazing. So, Adam. Yeah. Escargot. Steve. That's cargo, yeah. No, yeah, gonna never try that again. Uh, so just try and get it in Mexico instead. I just want it. You'll, you'll get asparagus soup. Oh, asparagus man. soup. That so would you be just awesome. have to know what to order. That's, so, uh, okay, the, you hit you hit other countries. Yeah, I mean, uh, I kind of talked about the, the fish and chips in Europe, or in uh, England. England, sorry. Uh, Barcelona was the other country that I visited. When we got there, to be honest, it was interesting. Barcelona is a, is a city. In Spain, oh details. Yeah, I'm just trying to help you out with this. I appreciate it. You know, Geog this is not a geography. This is conversation. Okay. I was just all right. I, all right, I, all right. I, I knew my it was bad. In Spain. I was trying to be more specific to where it was. Barcelona being a country. Okay, no, I'm good. Go ahead. I'm sorry, man. If you want, I can. No, it's name... on me. It's on me. Go, go. Cool. All okay, right. Okay, I want to so, hear about the Barcelona food. Well, and Barcelona food. I, I honestly, I think when we were there, we ate more of other types of cuisine um we actually had a night where we went and had in, in some curry and some you know indian food um you know there was another night where we had some um i believe it was uh some sort of asian cuisine i it was interesting i couldn't even tell you where it was from it wasn't sushi um it was couldn't tell you what it was but it was mm. it was good the curry was great I love that, but that was what was interesting to me when we went to Barcelona, because you know I went as a it was a school trip, 
And so they had planned out visits for everything, where we were eating, everything the way they wanted it to be to be but when we got there they felt that was those were the places to go and uh you know there wasn't i I guess the the spanish food that i remember um us actually going and enjoying that's that's funny you say that because um the first time we went down to um cananea mexico for our hands across the border it was actually the adult trip so we could see where our kids were going to go you know and and enjoy their exchange the first meal that we had was uh, italian spaghetti and meatballs homemade homemade and, and, and yeah and margarita thought that we would want something special and you know her go-to special in mexico was italian huh well you know the interesting thing about all of that is that there is crossover in different countries there's different influences in their own cuisine a lot of fusion yeah there's just a yeah but also to think that if you come to America, all you're going to get is American cuisine. What is what that? Is what cuisine? is American cuisine? Exactly. exactly. You Hamburgers. Know. So, <laughs> did you, Adam, did you get a chance to go to Germany at all? Uh, no. Half of our group did fly through Frankfurt, but I never ended up going. So, and I haven't been, but I have children who have. And, and just I, I can't not mention the fact that Germany actually brews what they call breakfast beer interesting i would enjoy breakfast well, I, beer. And it, I it's mean, a lighter alcohol beer brewed specifically to eat with the vicewurst the white sausage which is more of a breakfast sausage than you know some of the darker sausages for later in the day huh you know i've, I've never been to germany but Beer's always been a breakfast food for me as well. So, <laughs> yeah, but they have Wait, one so specially it, brewed for breakfast. So, is it American <laughs> tradition as well? A breakfast beer? I, mean, I, I think it can be. No, you know. there is that um, bumper sticker that says beer. It's not just for breakfast anymore. Not just well, for there is. Anymore. Yeah, it's not just a breakfast food anymore. And, and I've got the squatters shirt that talks about um, first beer of the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they brewed that for the morning radio show in Salt Lake. Well, and that's why in this country we created brunch, you know, to make it okay to drink in the morning. <laughs> Bloody Mary's is a morning drink, right? Absolutely. Bloody Mary's. <laughs> okay, so uh, this is our international culinary juby take, at least the first one. We may do more. Feel free to comment, uh, you know, to us if you feel like we have any other uh, things you would like to us to talk about as well, um, reach out. We have some ways to do that. Yeah, thejubitake.com. You know, you can you can go on there. Uh, we'll, we'll be having the comment section up shortly. <laughs> we're, we're working on our website. We're also going to be uh, putting up uh, the Jubitake email address that you can go directly to. So we're, we're working into this, you know, the whole concept of, of social media and getting out there. That's the first time. I have a Facebook account. I'm so that, proud of you. Yeah. You're just, <laughs> I was impressed. <laughs> yeah, I, I fought it. And the only thing I've posted is about the Juby Takes. That's the reason that I've, I've got that. I also have a Twitter account, which is a little scary. I want to. Um, I have a Twitter account. Have you posted anything on your Twitter Absolutely account? Absolutely not. No. no, me either. I think no. I've had mine for about six years. Okay. Yeah, I have two, and I haven't posted anything either. Not a damn thing. Okay, so we're smart enough to stay off of Twitter. That's that's good. Perfect. So anyway, uh, you know, once again, 
Diane and John, thank you very much for for sharing your absolute pleasure international experiences with us. It's Our been a pleasure. pleasure for us. Absolutely. Just pleasures all the way around. Pleasures everywhere you look. This is just a pleasure for plethora episode. of pleasure. You know what? You just had to go there and uh <laughs> Okay, so we're going to have to take this last <laughs> shot off the air. Yeah. Because uh, let's go around and do a buzz level since we've had a good time. Yeah. And uh, so, Diane, where are you? Uh, probably a solid 4.5. 4.5. Very nice. Mm, okay. Adam? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand at a 6. And know? we all know what happens when Adam is at 6, so we're going to get off the air pretty quickly. Yeah, we can go cut it now. Yeah, I'm probably... Yeah, looking at Adam. I'm probably a 5.998. He's easily, I'm close, easily I'm close so. to him. It's way too far. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm, you know, I'm at a 5.75 at least. And I may be lying to you. I'm not sure. Yeah. But well, once you wrong. once you get over five, you know, it's it's, it all well, it's hard simple. to self-judge. I'm not sure that I ever go over a six. I'm just not to your knowledge. No, not you to your knowledge. Maybe past six, maybe you don't know a, it. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should start calling out each other's. Well, that's what I was going to say. You know, don't rate yourself. Rate, you know, the person to your left or something. Okay, that's a thought. That's a thought. We might uh, we might do that. Hey, you know what? More on that later. More on that later. <laughs> of course. Okay, so this is it for, uh, for tonight. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll be back at you later. Yeah, you know what, guys? More perspective the good ones, the good ones of today. Point them out to me so I can come and join their rate. We'll walk around this land with open hands, looking for change. We'll want to understand this progression we have at hand. Humanity is killing wheat for this, we will not stand. I say let's progress in good contest. Make conference then love our best. Our onslaught of love will be at an all-time high. Crashing like waves on some ponderosa pines. Our love that makes no sense. We who spend love at no expense. We are a force of passion. Creating a new faction. Taking action. Working hard just for the satisfactions. With the abilities to shine so bright that others want to fight. Because our light is in their eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the skies Don't remain mystified by their lies And trust us, for we will teach you how to be 